Oh, we, we struggled a little bit last year. We dipped all the way down when we were dragging around about a hundred a month. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was, it was a tough time. I was sick and had cancer and, and, uh, you know, everybody was struggling through things and selling into hospitals. You just especially. had cancer. This was just last year. Uh, yeah. I still, uh, in fact, uh, next Thursday I go in to see, uh, see if it, see if it's all gone. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Greg Phillips. He's the founder and CEO of Cover Me, a health tech SaaS company using AI to help people find paying sources for healthcare bills in a real-time marketplace. He's bootstrapped and profitable. The team has doubled along with revenue in each of the last four years. Greg, you ready to text to the top? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. All right. What, what gave you the idea to do this? Did you have a health scare yourself and a bunch of medical bills or what happened? I have. Uh, I actually started as a healthcare administrator. I ran uh, parts of the Health and Human Services Commission in Texas. And one thing I realized was the government in particular is really, really bad at eligibility and enrollment and all of these things that are out there. And um, and so once I got out and and sort of escaped, I thought, well, I'm going to try to make I'm going to try to make a, a living in government. And then as this group grew on and on and on, I realized, you know what, you can't, you can't scale this. I can't do it. And so, and so um, uh, as we started easing off into long-term care and easing off into the hospitals, about that time I got sick, I had cancer, had all kinds of nonsense going on and fussing and fighting with the insurance companies about what they would pay and why they would pay something and why they wouldn't. Like, this is absolutely insane. I'm not a stupid person, but I can't figure this out. Uh, so we took some of the lessons we learned from enrollment. We took some of the lessons we learned from eligibility uh, over the last uh, 30 or 40 years and really turned them into a an AI-driven solution that helps people find ways to pay for their health care in real time. What are some of those ways to pay for health care in real time? Well, you've got a, all, a plethora of government programs ranging from Medicaid, Medicare. You've got... Um, workers' comp, you've got all kinds of government-based programs. Uh, but there are also, these days, you know, tons and tons of hospital-based programs. So the hospitals need to have ways to get people to pay for their health care that can't. So they have financial assistance programs. They have charity programs. They have cash discount programs. They have all sorts of other programs. And then finally, uh, the commercial uh, finance markets have really stepped up to the plate in a pretty big way here, uh, providing all sorts of uh, low interest, no interest loans to help people pay for their 
pay for their hospital bills. And, and it's starting to make a difference, starting to make an impact. Mm-hmm. The hospitals need it because they need to keep their cash flow moving. Uh, patients need it because people like me, you know, you know, don't want to spend our life savings on, on, uh, on our healthcare bills. And once that's, you know, once you sort of blend all that together, pop a little AI in on top of it and a uh, whole lot of work and, and voila, you've got a real time solution. So when did you guys get your first dollar revenue? What year? Um, 2016, our first dollar in this business. 2016. Wow. And and how much revenue did you do that year? Do you remember? Yeah, like 180,000. It was really, really spooky, spooky and scary. We we had come out of uh, doing, um, I, I tell people all the time that I crashed and burned this business a couple of times. One of the ways I did it was, was saying, I'm not going to do any more state-based business ever again. I don't like working with state governments. I'm just not going to do it. Rather than sort of easing into that pronouncement, I just said, okay, we're done. That's it. I'm cutting it off. And uh, then we started looking around like, okay, uh, now what do we do? So we we went into a very dev centric um, uh, time frame, but really over the last five years, where we've spent a lot of time really trying to own and understand the market, but also growing. And because we decided to bootstrap and and push our own, you know, some of our own capital up front. Uh, How much we, of your own money did you put in? We put in about eight hundred thousand total. How that feel? Was it scary? It was a little scary, um, you know at times more scary than others. Um, but as we began to realize just how significant the market was, and we, 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 we sort of made a pivot from just being a very narrow niche to now where we actually provide a marketplace for our patients where they can go or our uh, hospitals where they can take their patients into the marketplace and not only find them finance solutions, but we can find them drug discount programs. We can find them community programs that help and serve them. And really help make the uh, uh, the patient's health journey a little bit better. Greg, who's we? we you mentioned co-founders. Do you have? Is there a bunch of you guys? Uh, there's two of us. Are the okay, three you of us split total. it? You split it 33, 33, 33, or what? No, I own a little bit more than a majority, and my two co-founders own the rest. Okay, and so where did you guys? I mean, were you like super wealthy from a family or something? Where did you get eight hundred grand to put into the business? Yeah, just over time, I'm kind of an old entrepreneur. And so over time, we had tried to do some different things. And I had built a couple of uh, small sort of tech companies that were centered around automating different pieces and parts of healthcare and automating uh, the back of the day, automated the training process. Uh, back before uh, learning management systems were cool, we did a, uh, a literacy training program that we pushed worldwide, trained 250,000 people Wow. From from Kenya to the Ukraine to to the jungles in Thailand uh, using uh, using satellite discs and buying transponder time. So wow, okay, so that makes sense. And you use eight hundred grand to get the MVP. You do one sixty or one eight hundred eighty thousand bucks your first year. How much revenue do you do this year? You think uh, this year we will finish the year at about one six. Our ARR our ARR will be a little bit heavier than that because we're really diving off into a a a. I guess it's, we sort of consider this game time. And so we're amping up our sales and marketing efforts. I have a new sales director. We have a new marketing director. Um, and how many people total like, are on the team? 22. And how many folks are engineers? Oh, gosh, uh, uh, 13. And how many salespeople? Uh, three plus uh, half of me and half of my co- one of my co-founders. How many of the three or four have a quota? Uh, two. Okay, you do have a quota. What's their quota target? 
we have just, this is newly established, so you're hearing it here first. So anybody that's complaining that you might publish this, you feel free to do it. Uh, <laughs> what, we did, what, we decided, what we decided to do was, look, we, we think the market is significant here, and we've tested into this enough with, uh, with our products to really understand that if somebody's really working this, this, this market, either in the hospital side or on the nursing home side, we have two separate sides. Um, the the ability to sell a million dollars worth of worth of the uh, worth of the product is easy and doable. So we pay them a pretty good base, a decent base. We pay them a hundred thousand as a base, and then ten percent on their on their first year on the first year of the revenue, and then there's some residuals. That's great. And and just to understand your growth rate. So if you're going to finish the year at one point six in terms of AR, like what was your monthly revenue just last month? Oh, uh, let's see. I can tell you, uh, we just added three new customers. So we added uh, two point, or excuse me, 270,000 in revenue last month. In ARR? In ARR, correct. Got it. So you added to about 22,500 of MRR, but what was total MRR last month? Uh, one point, or excuse me, uh, 131, 131, I think. 131,000. And where was it exactly one year ago in the middle of COVID? Oh, we, we struggled a little bit last year. We dipped all the way down when we were dragging around about a hundred a month. Okay. Um, and uh, it was, it was a tough time. I was sick and had cancer and, and uh, you know, everybody was struggling through things and selling into hospitals. You just had cancer. This was just last year. Uh, yeah. I still, uh, in fact, uh, next Thursday, I go in to see, uh, see if it, see if it's all gone. So uh, oh, let's wow. see how it goes. Well, I hope it's, I hope, I hope you're well and it's all better and you're okay. super healthy now. Well, we'll I tell you what, we were, way. one of the greatest things of all, Nathan, that happened during all of this effort for me personally, as a sort of chokes me up a little bit to think about it. As an entrepreneur, you sort of have this this belief that you know I'm sort of important to my to my company, and if I'm not here, what's going to happen? It's amazing the way some of the leaders in this company stepped up. Uh, uh, my co-founders in particular, but also people really across the board from our automated testing teams to our uh, chief architects really stepped up into or into fill some roles that were kind of leadership roles in a way that I had left, you know, as, as a void. I was working maybe halftime or so, but people really stepped up. And I think the most valuable lesson that I personally learned during all of this was I do have a, a few ideas and the company was was in large part founded on a few of my ideas but the 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 future of cover me and the future of where where this company ends up is really in the hands of some of these young smart people that are that are developing the marketplace and developing all the all the products in the future so it's been it's been great I love hearing that that's wonderful and you've done all this bootstrap right we did yeah, that's any plans to raise? You're going to stay bootstrapped. <clears throat> yeah, when we first set out, um, you know, I actually actually sort of sought counsel from you. You probably don't even remember it, but when we first started dragging into this thing, you know, I was really focused on I don't want to raise. I want to keep this equity for myself and for my co-founders, and so we embarked on that. But we had this pact between us that from zero to to a million in ARR. We would try to just keep loaning ourselves the money, generate as much cash as we can to keep the thing moving. Between one and two, one and two point five, we thought if we need to borrow, get some commercial debt, or we need a line of credit, or something like that, to sort of even out the cash flow, we'll do that, which we did. How much um, did you raise in debt? 
125,000 total in a line of credit. Okay. Uh, and I don't think there's any, I don't think we have any of it out right now. But yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. double check on that. But, but anyway, the, the, our point was that once we got to that 2 million to 2.5 range, we felt like our margins were strong enough to support um, getting us there. But also that would put us in, in a good position in a good place to start to scale this thing. And that's where we find ourselves now. We're going to start looking at that raise in Q4. In How much is the right amount? Uh, we're, we're still fuzzing around about it. You know, it, to scale this thing and do it right, I think we need four or five million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think the valuation could be? Well, uh, we, we, we're sitting down to talk about this here in about a month or so. But, you know, I think we're probably realistically looking at maybe maybe one point, uh, maybe 12 million uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorry, somebody's no, you're No, you're good. No worries. Do you think if you raise five million on a twelve million pre, something like that? Yeah, something like that. We're we're still fuzzing around about it. Uh, one of the exciting things about where we are today is that bringing in these new salespeople and watching them perform quickly and out of the gate has really given us some confidence to start to make other investments and do other things we need to do. Well, how bringing many customers product- are they are they managing now? How many customers total? Thirty six total. Okay, and they're hospitals, right? Hospitals and nursing homes. It's a, nursing it's a little homes. bit okay. different. They're slight, slightly different markets um, in part because of the way they're funded. So a, a nursing home might bring it, you know, might bring us uh, 25,000 or so a year, a couple thousand a month for a home. Um, but because very few operators only have one home, they might have two, three or four. We're just now getting into understanding that market a little bit better and, and, and maybe right-sizing our pricing um, that allow, will allow us to bring in some additional nurse home. So that's exciting to us, and we're excited about it. We think we can get that revenue per contract, I'll call it, as we call it, up to probably the 50 or 60 range on the nursing home side. On the hospital side, it's a little bit different because we have several different products. Mm-hmm. Um, the hospital sides, depending on the size of the hospital ranges between uh, 5,000 a month and maybe 12, five a month. We have one yeah. that's a little bit bigger than that. Um, but all in all, it shakes out to around between the two of them together. Hospitals are about, give or take a little bit, about 100,000 a year. And nursing homes are about 25. We think we're about 50% beneath the market on both of them. So we're going to start looking at some price increases. We've got some new value props that we're adding into the into the marketplace. And uh, we think we'll easily, our customers will easily be able to absorb it uh, based on the the uh, ROI for our, our product offer. Well, Greg, it's a hell of a story, man. We're rooting for you. Uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book? Man, I after I got sick, I started reading the Bible two years ago. Next week, I will have read the Bible for 732 days in a row. So it's something wow. I, I, I get I get leadership uh, uh, ideas from. I get commitment ideas from, and all sorts of um, all sorts of uh, feel good uh, uh, components to that. So that's a that's an easy one. Greg, is there a founder you're following or studying? You know, Nathan, I don't want to blow your horn too much, man. And I guess people have probably done this. I haven't listened to all your podcasts, but you have been very important to us and our growth. We look to not only your Slack channels for for ideas and some of your founders that you connect us with, but also reading your book and listening to your podcast. We get more good ideas from you than just about anybody else in the space. 
Oh man, I appreciate that, Greg. Thanks so much. I'll pass it on to my team. There's a, we have a great support system running the whole thing. So I appreciate that. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Cover Me? Oh, that's easy. There's a San Diego-based startup called Rehinged. They are a spin out from a VC company out there. And these guys are absolutely killing it. They take data and they apply AI to it and push it into sort of an, an easy to use dashboard for marketing purposes. And uh, in fact, I just invested some, some of my own money into that deal. Rehinged is going to be a superstar in that space. Interesting. They have a very, very AI heavy site. So this is not surprising me. Very interesting. Uh, so, what's your situation? Married, single kids? Man, that's complicated. I've got two great <laughs> kids. I've got two amazing grandkids. I'm really good at my job, but not super great at relationships. But, uh, you know, you and me both. I get, I, get through, I get through life and it's all good. So not married, two kids. Is that right? That's right. And how old are you, Greg? I am. I'll be 61 next month. 61 years young. I love that. And <laughs> how much are you sleeping these days? How many hours? Uh, five or six hours. Okay. Pretty good. All right. Uh, take us home here. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Man, I, I, wish I, I wish I would have known that you don't have to work for other people, that you could do this yourself. If you just get in, be committed, stay going where you go and keep your eyes on the prize and always step toward the fire. Uh, I, you know, anybody could do this. Guys, we're thinking positive thoughts. Greg is going to go into his uh, doctor next week and get the all clear. He battled cancer hardcore last year and realized the problems associated with paying bills. It's a nightmare. He's a smart dude, but it's hard to figure out. That's why I built Cover Me. Cover Me is now growing very quick. They were doing $100,000 a month about a year ago, now doing $131,000 a month across 36 hospitals and nursing homes who pay them to help their patients figure out ways to pay more effectively using things like workers' comp, Medicare, cash discount programs, charities, things like that. They've done this bootstrap, which we love with a team of 22 people. Greg owns about 55% of the business. Greg, thanks for taking us to the top. Nathan, thanks for everything.